Well, hello, and welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. Looking for a cool, young, London-based, hashtag freelance, hashtag fashion, hashtag photographer, to take some shots in return for food. Any suggestions? Yeah, I had a suggestion. Show some respect. That was a tweet that was sent out uh, last weekend by a uh, millionaire restaurant owner uh, who decided that that was an appropriate way to look for a photographer online. As you can imagine, the response from the photographic community was both loud and strong. So loud and strong that initially that particular person decided to try and take on the photo community. He soon realised that was a mistake and deleted the tweet that I've just read to you. Shortly afterwards, he posted another tweet. He decided to get his 14-year-old daughter and their friends to do the pictures on their smartphones. Because after all, they were only for Instagram. Wow. Sums up uh, the way in which a lot of people sadly see the art, the craft, the skill, the experience and the knowledge that it takes to be a professional photographer. There's been a lot of talk, I suppose, over the last years about working for free and working for free is one of the most contentious issues that I've seen and I've spoken about concerning professional photography, I suppose, over the last 10 or 15 years or so. With the advent of digital photography, um, there was without a shadow of a doubt the idea that many people in the accounts department, the finance department, wherever they may be outside of the creative areas, um, could do it themselves. So why shouldn't they? Why should they pay for somebody else to do something if they can do it with the camera they've got or the phone in their pocket? Reminded me back in the uh, early 90s, I first started to work um, with an Apple Mac in 1991. Back in those days, I was sent on a two-week course, uh, two course, I should say, um, to learn how to use it. Up until that point, I'd been designing magazine with magazines with knives, glue, hot wax and paper. It was something that people who weren't within our department stayed away from it seemed a little bit black magic what were these grant enlargers photo mechanical transfer machines and so forth the ordering up of headline over the phone um that whole process of creation was very much aligned with art in effect we were creating collage with the birth of the uh, computer in the early 90s and the subsequent um packages of desktop publishing and um, perhaps many of you listening to this podcast uh, will remember the letters DTP um, it made everybody think that they could be a designer and so began the gradual uh, devaluation of the skills of the editorial designer and the graphic designer similar thing that thing has happened with photography I fear and tweets like that uh, just kind of confirm that. So the big sadness for me was in scrolling down on that particular thread was how many photographers had said, yeah, they would do it. Don't do it. Don't put yourself in that position. Don't devalue yourself and devalue photography and therefore your fellow photographers. 
By all means, work for free, creating your own projects, your own personal work. But don't do that when it comes to international brands, national brands, or regional brands. In fact, anyone who could afford it. It was a couple of years ago now that I was set a task by somebody to complete. One of those kind of workshop days that we, I think we all dread. There was the, uh, the flip chart and the pens. Anyway, we were asked to uh, complete a task and I completed the task within the time um, that I was asked to complete the task to get through the day. And um, the person who was running the day uh, looked at what I did and said, well, very good. And I said, well, yeah, I've, I've done what you asked me. He said, well, that's typical of you, Grant. What a stoic kind of response. I'd never been described as stoic before, and I instantly thought, well, what does that mean? So I rushed off and I looked up the word stoic. The stoics differentiated good between good and bad and in different things. The good things included cardinal virtues such as wisdom, justice, courage, and self-discipline. The bad things included the opposites of these virtues, namely the four vices, folly, injustice, cowardice, and indulgence. It was an ancient Greek school of philosophy founded in Athens, and the school taught that virtue was the highest good, and it was based on knowledge. The wise live in harmony with the divine reason, and that go that governs nature, and that they're indifferent to the vicissitudes of fortune and to the pleasure of pain. Anyway, that's the official description. I think what the reality of that stoic approach is, and my wife often describes me as being stoic, is actually I'm perfectly happy to accept what I can control and what I can't control. I'm perfectly happy to go along with the idea that things are going to go wrong. I'll try and do my best. I'll try and fulfill the requirements that are asked of me. But if I fail or if I don't meet somebody else's target, that's okay. It's not a problem. We'll just move on. Pretty stoic approach, evidently. I think the conversations I've been having with a lot of people recently and are following on from the conversations last week concerning um, expectation, um, that idea of a stoic approach is perhaps something that could help a lot of photographers who are finding issues with kind of mental well-being, finding themselves feeling as if they're not meeting somebody else's expectation. I suppose my advice this week is don't worry about that expectation. Just worry about yourself. Stick to what you can do and, and be happy with that. Don't want this to be like some kind of cod psychology this week, which inevitably it is, I suppose. But I've had a few conversations in the last week which have been quite troubling with people who really are finding certain things difficult. So look up the Stoics, look up Stoicism, Maybe it'll just help a little bit. Fashion photography is an area that sadly I feel is um, dismissed by too many photographers as either being irrelevant, being shallow, or perhaps not important enough to be given due consideration um, within the kind of broader understanding of the medium. This week, I'm revisiting 
uh, an archive conversation I had with one of the true greats of photography, Paolo Reversi, an Italian-born Paris-based photographer who has worked for every great fashion magazine, designer, brand there is and there has been over at least the last 40-odd years and perhaps slightly longer. You may not be aware of his work. Check him out if you're not. In the following conversation, um, it wasn't recorded for broadcast, so please bear with me on the quality of this week's contribution. But Reversi talks about the importance of Nadar to his work. And I've put a link on the uh, website if you're not aware of Nadar. Um, Nadar, originally, officially called Gaspard Félix Toumachon, born in 1820, um, died in 1910, but always known as Nadar. And he was a French photographer, caricaturist, journalist, novelist, and perhaps best of all, balloonist. Check out Nadar as well as Paolo Reversi. So Nadar is the photographer that Reversi uh, references, just in case you can't understand what he says in that. Um, Also look out for his metaphor of using the river and standing by the river in reference to fashion photography, a reference and a metaphor that I think is actually relevant to all areas of photography. And also for his, um, where he talks about the importance of knowing the dark, because surely you can't know the dark until you know the light, and you can't know the light until you know the dark. Deep stuff. This week, Palo Reversi. It's not the things is, uh, you can control or decide. It's, this happened really day after day, walking uh, picture after picture. And uh, it's not, you know, if sometimes you talk of a style, of, of a vision, of a, you can, of a, a, an interpretation of photography. It's more, I always try to walk it in a very honest way, you know, to be very, very spontaneous, very fresh. Mm. And, uh, and in a way, it's easy my receipt, you know, it's very simple. And, uh, and then the things come, it's a kind of subconscious has come out, you know, in, uh, in, uh, in the work. Uh, it's my, my, my true, my roots, my, 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 the iconography of my childhood, the, you know, all these things. I don't know why in my mind it's always important. If I take a picture of this, of this pond with flowers, it's a portrait of these flowers. I take a picture of this table, it's a portrait of this table, of this room, it's a portrait of the room. But you know what I mean? Mm. I take a landscape for me, it's a portrait of this place. In my mind, it's always a portrait. Uh, and it's always autobiographical. It's always a kind of mirror, it's a mirror. You know? I, I'm, I, I let the subject reflecting in my in my camera and in my and in my eyes, in my heart, in my mind, and I, I like to to be reflected by my subject too, you know. So it's a kind of an exchange of, of me and my subject. It's always an encounter, always an exchange, you know. Aspect, you know. I always love I always love the ambiguity. Yeah. The bo- to be on the borderline, you know between male and female, between uh, uh, angelic and diabolic, between uh, light and shadow. I always like to be between, to be lost, not to know exactly. I like the androgyny a lot, you know. Now that is very important for me, you know. It's, it's a, one of my f- major uh, mentors, mentor, not mentor, but uh, 
Pastor. Yeah. <laughs> because he said two things for me very important. He said, uh, he said, uh, you know, the technology photography is very easy. It's very easy to take a picture to, to and as a small one, not so easy, but but he said because it's very easy. Even a child can can make a picture. What is very difficult to learn is a sentiment de la lumière, the, the feeling of the light, the sentiment mm. de la lumière. He, he was thinking of the light like a, like, like a feeling, like a, like not a, not something rational, not something logic, not something technical, but just something you smell, you feel, you you, you know. And this is, was the first photographer to feel the light like that. Mm. The thing photography for me is a black page. You know? The photograph is a black page. I think a, photo, a photograph should be have this consciousness of darkness. You can't have this feeling of light, as Nadar says. You know, mm. is it to feel the light if you don't know the darkness. You have to first have to know where you are to be in the darkness, and then you can start to feel that. Mm. As you can hear a nice note of violin if you don't have no silence. You know, it's a, fashion is is uh, is fascinating, beautiful. But dangerous too, because if you run behind every every movement, you lose yourself. Of course, because uh, I always say fashion is like a river. You know, is so is the water is not never the same water. It's moving all the time. It's running every six months, every day, almost. You know, uh, but if you stay there as a water river, you just lose the river mm. passing through, and you don't move, and it's always the same. River, mm. you know, uh, so so you can you can go uh, 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 to run uh, uh, after every little wave or every little, or you can just look the river pass through. And, well, I don't know where it's going. I hope it's going better and better. You know, I always hoping to take better picture and, and more interesting picture. I always hope to surprise myself. You know. I don't want to, I hate the idea of the routine and to, to be satisfied. I always have many doubts about what I'm doing. I say, ah, we have to change, you know. And since the doubts are very important, uh, not to be too proud and too satisfied and the best and what to do this, uh, and now I don't change anymore. Uh, no, I'm, I'm very fragile, in fact, you know, in, in my way to work. I always think, mm, maybe I'm too good. And I like to try also many different things. When I talk to photographers, um, perhaps working in a documentary sense, a contemporary art practice sense, they talk about their influences, they talk about the importance of the personal, they talk about light, they talk about that fragility um, of purpose, and also the need to not fit in to styles that can be so transitory. It's therefore, for me, really interesting to hear Paolo Reversi coming from what many would con be, uh, consider a very commercial um, photographic industry within the fashion world. And there are few as successful as Paolo Reversi. So there you go. Um, I wonder how many of you have heard a fashion photographer talking about their work in that way previously. Talking about the use of language, I came across something quite funny in the last week. It's always interesting when um, on Twitter or on the various podcast platforms, I see that somebody is following us who also creates a podcast. And that happened in the last week. Um, and the description of this particular phone uh, 
podcast really made me laugh. They described it as the finest in photo entertainment. No, that's wrong. I'm sorry. The finest in phototainment. That's right. They created their own word. It goes on to say, if you're looking around this page and wondering where you have ended up, don't panic. You've come to the right place. If you're struggling to keep your eyes open and wondering how you feel so hungover without having drank a drop of alcohol, don't worry. This podcast like aspirin will help you cure Sorry, it will help cure you of your wedding hangover. I'm tripping over my words here. We're always here for you every time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and every entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. Wow. I don't think I could even try to live up to any of that kind of stuff. I can't even say it clearly. Perhaps more appropriately this week was somebody who described this podcast as a shed cast. I think that's perhaps more appropriate for what we do. And I think it's something I feel that um, maybe I can live up to a shed cast. I don't think I can live up to phototainment. Maybe that's your call and you can decide on that. Um... Over the last week, more conversations with um, mentees have been occurring um, and also had a really interesting time up at uh, Wyatt Clark Jones, um, an agent, photographic agent in London um, a couple of days ago, uh, talking about where we are, I suppose, with the idea of photography and commission photography within the advertising industry. Again, tying in with what Paolo Reversi was saying earlier, and perhaps also a little bit about what I was saying with that stoic thing. Um, we were both kind of agreeing, as James, who I was speaking to from White Clark Jones, who, who runs it, um, we were just talking about that need for the personality, for the visual language um, to come through in the work and actually not to sell out and think that by creating work that you think clients want is the way forward but to create the work that you want to create with an awareness of the context in which that work will sit again ties back into last week's so if you didn't listen to last week's podcast maybe um give that one a go because we dealt a lot with that and that expectation so always good to find a sounding board for your ideas that's what i did with james I kind of sounded him out and it was great um to get some confirmation from him that yeah you know he agreed and um his observations of how things are going were kind of similar to mine not that it's always about being right it's not it's just about conversation anyway um I hope you enjoyed this week's uh, podcast. As always, do please write us a review, give us a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast from. Um, in the coming week, um, I've got a few commissions I've got to sort out um, and a few other bits and pieces. It seems to be a time of year of bits and pieces having to uh, be resolved. I suppose that's also as um, teaching starts to slow down as we come to the end of the uh, academic year. And at that point, I think we're also going to come to the end of the podcast. So, as always, and perhaps even more importantly, as this podcast ends, yet another heavy shower falls upon the shed roof. Time to take care. <laughs>